Hello, everybody, and welcome to the sixth episode of the Toddcast Show. My name is Todd Mira, your host, and I'm so excited to set out on this podcast journey with all of you. You can catch new episodes on Wednesday mornings at midnight Pacific, 3 a.m. Eastern, and for playback anytime you like on your computer or smart device via our website at ToddCastShow.com. We're still adding the show to directories, and soon you'll be able to tune in via your favorite podcast listening platform like iTunes, Amazon, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, iHeartRadio, Deezer, and others. So be sure to stay tuned for updates. Now let's get on with the show. Today we're joined by someone named Aaron. Aaron, are you there? Hey, how's it going today? Oh, good, good. Where are you calling from today? Uh, middle of Arizona. Wow, cool. The middle, huh? That sounds about where I live. What part? Uh, around there. That's cool. Right on. We're neighbors and didn't even know it. Wow, that, that's cool. Yeah, but I guess that's kind of how we met. We bumped into each other in town, so, you know, that's cool. But it's good not to be strangers anymore. Yep, likewise. Right on, man. So, um, you know, as I told you, I was interested in learning a little bit about you and having a chance for you to talk a little bit about your story and tell us, uh, you know, how you ended up in Arizona and um, a little bit about your life. Go ahead and kind of throw out a little bio, if you will. All right. Well, I was born in Phoenix at uh, Good Samaritan Hospital, and I was adopted by a Mormon family from Safford, Arizona, and I lived and grew up there. Oh, I'm, wow. su- yeah, I'm supposedly off the San Carlos Reservation in San Carlos, Arizona, on the other side of the globe. Um, I don't know. When I was adopted, the Mormons told my parents to put Caucasian on my birth certificate because it would be easier for me in the long run, they said. Uh, you don't, yeah. no offense or anything, but you don't look like a white guy to me. Right. <laughs> <laughs> You've got some... I'm paperwork, I'm vision, and I'm on blood, I'm 100% Apache. Oh, Apache is even better. I thought you were Hispanic, but that's even better, dude. The Apache thing is really cool. Yeah. <laughs> right on. So you grew up in uh, the Phoenix area? No, I grew up in Safford, which is like two and a half hours east of Phoenix. Ah, right. On a 60, it's okay. pretty cool. It's got the world's second largest Hubble telescope on top of Mount Graham. Wow. Um, it's a pretty cool place. That's cool, man. And so growing up, like, what was life like for you in, in Arizona? Uh, lots of outdoors and off-roading. Lots awesome. of it. Yeah. And off-roading, uh, is that something you're interested in? I mean, everybody around here seems to do that, but is that something you like to do? Yeah, actually, I've been working for a guy for the last eight to ten years and uh he passed away a few years ago though in an accident but uh i worked for him and we did uh class 3000 and 6100 trophy truck uh classes in baja we raced baja oh okay i think i understand one of those words baja (laughs) yeah all all those numbers mean nothing to me what is that uh different class designations on vehicles like uh, class 3000s uh Unlimited truck that has to have a stock Chevy Ecotec 2.4 liter motor, like bone stock. But other than that, it's an unlimited truck. It has 28 inches of travel in the rear and 26 in the front. And yeah, it's a pretty gnarly little truck. Wow, dude. It sounds like you have a lot of things on your mind when it comes to vehicles. For me, it's like, uh, wow, it's green. I like that. <laughs> yeah. No, I've, I went balls deep in it when I went to car stuff. I love okay. it. 
And so, do you do that for a living, or like, what's the story there? Yeah, I'm um, on and off, you could say. Like right now, I'm like uh, just getting back on my feet, but uh, plan is to get going again here soon and start my own shop again and just do bills and stuff. Right on. And that guy that you worked with, did you guys do Baja races, or like, what was the deal there? Yeah, he rented. Uh, it was called Baja Racing Adventures. And his name was Pistol Pete Soren. And uh, Pistol Pete, are you serious? Yeah. Come on. And really? uh, yeah, he was. Uh, he started a uh, the first indoor go kart company on the West Coast. He was the first one with an indoor go kart. No way. Not yeah. Malibu Grand Prix. No, it was Speed World. It was Speedway down in Phoenix on an I-10, which is now K1, I think. K1. Dude. Yeah, 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 carts. I've seen that on the internet, actually. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. That's, That's his amazing. old building. Do you know if he ever, did he ever own one in California, do you know? Not that I know of. Oh, okay. We used to go when I was younger to this place in Pomona, and it was outdoor, though, and it was so vicious. We used to go, and these carts, it was like a mile-long track, and these carts were really fast, and everybody could go crazy, and you could run into each other, and it was awesome, man. Good times, good times. That's beautiful. And so, I mean, are you a racer or do you work on the cars? How do you fit into all that? Uh, yeah, I, I am a, I'm a chase guy. I means during the races, like the big Baja 500 and the 1,000 and stuff, where you have to follow the race vehicles and stay in front of them so you could change tires and oil and gas and stuff like that. Wow, um, like, a, like a moving pit crew? Moving pit stop, yeah. That's so vision. We can go anywhere, like you, you would find us in the most random spots in Baja, like across the whole peninsula, like in random spots, just waiting on a vehicle to come in to fix something or give them more gas or something. Wow, dude. So they have to stay on the track. You better hope they know how to read a map or you're screwed, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I think, yeah, I've, I've actually gotten behind the race vehicle trying to chase it down and it, it was, it was not, not fun. I've stayed up 42 hours straight so far doing one, uh, chase run it was for the 50th ball 1000 i uh yeah. chased new zealanders uh that were running our class 3000 truck they were iron manning it which means no changing drivers for the full race just one guy in behind the wheel the whole thing and they were the first new zealanders ever in the history of Baja to ever iron man it so they made it in a bunch of magazines really and yeah and subsequently i made it into a couple magazines over in new zealand too oh really yeah they ended up getting second place in class and uh, yeah, I got a lot of a lot of coverage and stuff because they were the first New Zealanders to ever Ironman it. So it was pretty cool. But it was 43 hours straight in the truck for them. That's amazing. How old are you, if you don't mind me asking, Eric? I'm 41. 41? Yeah, I just turned 41 in May. <laughs> right on. Happy late birthday. Um, <laughs> let me ask you, um, how long ago was this bomb? How long ago were you involved in the Baja stuff? It's been three or four years now. Right on, man. Right on. So you definitely plan on getting back to it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, uh, a couple weekends ago, I was in Vegas shooting an off-road night race. And so I've been doing a lot more photography stuff lately. Oh, really? Tell, have, me about, like, tell me about that. Photography is awesome. Yeah, I've... Uh, I always just enjoyed it. I, I started shooting when I was just stuck in the pits waiting for a truck to show up in the middle of nowhere. Yeah. And I was really boring because I'd just be sitting there twiddling my thumbs and all sorts of cool cars were flying by and race cars. And so I was like, hey, if I had a camera, I could like take some pictures of these cars. Oh, yeah. And it evolved from there. And then I ended up shooting uh, 
partially for the Baja 500 one year, and then I've shot for quite a few other races and always had good shots, I guess. And so I took to the next level last time I went to Vegas, and uh, I went for media credentials and everything, and uh, actually was offered money for my photos this time, which is awesome. Wow, is that the first time you got paid for your photos? Yeah. Wow, I've wow. had a lot of my photos used for a lot of things funny, but I've never gotten like compensation for anything. That's like so Ford cool. Racing used my one of my photos for a press release when uh, Baja Racing Adventures got the first off-road victory for them with the Ford EcoBoost uh, V6. And that was the team I was working at. And we got them Ford their first victory with the EcoBoost V6 and it was pretty cool. Right on, man. So it's all racing photos or do you like taking pictures of other types of things? I do all sorts of stuff. Like the other night, I got some pretty gnarly uh, Milky Way photos and stuff, and I'm just dabbling around, and I like shooting all sorts of stuff. Wow, Milky Way photos. You mean like the candy bar? Yeah, yeah, the candy bar is up in the sky. Oh, you, you, you like the candy bar so much you take pictures of it? Yep. They're delicious. <laughs> so you can take pictures of the Milky Way around here, really? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It just depends on your knowledge and how nice your camera is. Wow, that's amazing. So you can actually see all the stars and everything. Yeah, I mean, yeah, you can see the glow of it and everything. It's pretty cool. That's cool, man. Yeah, I lived here for quite a while, and every now and then when you're on the darkest night, you can see things with the naked eye that are pretty spectacular. But, yeah, I'd like to see some of those photos you're talking about. Yeah, um, for sure. I'll have to email them to you or something. Yeah, man, for sure. That would be cool. Now, one of the things that connected us is we were talking about how uh, you've been through some rough stuff, man, and... Um, it's one of the things that led me to want to speak to you and have your story shared because uh, people go through tough times and, you know, you've had your fair share of, uh, you know, things that you've had to struggle with and I thought it might be nice to kind of get into that and maybe we could start wherever you'd like. Uh, the racing in Vegas uh, seems to be the most recent success and I think right after that something went wrong, didn't it? Yeah, just right before that, I literally just got out of jail like three days before that photo shoot up in Vegas. Oh. And yeah, yeah, I, uh, wrong people, wrong place, wrong time. Yeah. I got up and something and I spent four months in county jail. Wow, dude. Um, yeah. I mean, I don't want to get too personal or anything, but do you mind saying what it was for or do you want to keep that out? Yeah, I didn't know it, but there was 95 uh, fentanyl pills in the vehicle with me and I had no clue. Oh shit, fentanyl, really? Yep. How did that happen? Uh, my roommate at the time, she had them in the luggage that I had just loaded in the back of the truck that I, we were going to a concert and I tripped over the bags on the way out the door so I just grabbed them and threw them in the back of the truck, not knowing that there was anything in there like that. Jesus Christ, yeah, my roommate does stuff like that a lot too, actually. I'm just, I'm just kidding, I'm just kidding, he's great. Um, I can't imagine, uh, that's amazing. Are those blue pills? They call them blue pills, right? Yeah. Wow, but back in my day, the blue pills were happiness. They were Viagra, dude. Like, why couldn't yeah. they? Why couldn't it have been a thousand Viagras? Right. I mean, come on. At least, at least the cops would have understood then. <laughs> that, that sucks, dude. So I'm sorry to hear that, man. So you were unfairly incarcerated because of someone else's actions, then, right? Yeah, but I'm not a saint. I'm not proclaiming to be a saint. I've, I've. I've done things where I think that it was karma at the same time making me sit there that long for that mm. silliness. 
But I think it was, I needed to be there at that time and I, everything had just caught up. Yeah, man. So do you believe in like an energetic spiritual force? Like karma, you mentioned karma that, you know, do good, get good, do bad, get bad. Do you live like that? Yeah, yeah, it's, uh, I have a very simple philosophy in life. It's, uh, say what you mean, mean what you say. Um, don't cheat, don't steal. Right's right and wrong is wrong. If you don't know the difference between those two, then you weren't. I have no need to be around you because that's a waste of time and energy. Yeah, man, you're telling me. I couldn't agree more, actually. That's a good philosophy. Um, the right and wrong thing, just to detract for a moment, um, you know, it's weird to me how some people think they're right, but they're really wrong. And some people know they're wrong, but try to pretend they're right. And it's a real perversion of the truth. And, you know, we see a lot. We can't talk about politics on the show. I don't know if I mentioned that, but uh, even in society, there's a lot of that hypocrisy out there, right? And I don't really understand that. What do you think the problem is? Um, uh, without getting political, I, I can't really go into that one, I guess. Yeah, yeah. The, um, way that, the way that I get around the politics is um, that you can talk about it in terms of society and people. So, you know, you can talk about the political issue, no problem, but it has to be through the lens of society. So you can think about it if you want. I know it's kind of a weird way to think, but I was just wondering, like, uh, why do people have such a hard time telling the truth? I guess is what I'm asking you. Because everybody's got... it's. I blame social media because <laughs> oh, really? uh, in gratification, everything that anybody posts on there, somebody else will like or smile about or chime or blah, 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 whatever. Mm -hmm. And it's ridiculous. This person gets instant gratification and they don't have to like try to do anything. So therefore they think they're this star because of their Facebook crap. And uh, mm -hmm. they, take that over into their real world and they think it's how real world works but it's not at all but yeah. more and more people acting pretty much faking it till you make it kind of thing like uh, just knowing that you don't know anything but you're going for it anyways mm -hmm. because TikTok says so or Facebook says so or whatever yeah yeah that's that's where I blame it on society that we just I'm very cynical I guess when it comes to this because like oh, uh, yeah get what we deserve and yeah like I said All right on man did you know that uh, you know China is the originator of TikTok right yeah all right well aside from all the other lovely things that China has given the United States recently um, TikTok is an interesting thing because in their country their <laughs> the videos that they show are amazingly different and like the videos that they allow their people to watch are like really helpful how to you know logic based there's no silliness there's no people twerking or anything like that none of that content is exposed in China we get all of it and I guess the other countries but um, I found that out recently and thought that was kind of interesting yeah you know? so we have the idiot version of TikTok and oh boy are we doing a good job with uh -huh. it <laughs> yep. Yeah, I don't like all that stuff either, to be honest. I'm about 10 years older than you, but to me, a phone call is where it's at. It's one of the things I like about this show. You know, it's like having a conversation is, unfortunately, less important to people than it used to be. And it's because, yeah. of, it's because of what you just said, I think.
Yeah, it's just a phone button away, you know, like a text. You don't have to wait or people don't even apologize anymore. They just, hey, mm -hmm. it's very weird. And like I said, it's crossing over into like real world because they're taking it out of their houses and into the real world and expecting it to work like that everywhere else too. Yeah, man. Yeah, yeah. I don't get it. And um, one of the last things that happened with my family, I remember my mom was like getting into Facebook and she goes, oh, just, uh, you know, instead of phone calls from now on, um, we'll just keep up on Facebook. And I'm like, uh, fuck you. <laughs> the hell we will. Like, I'm not doing that. You know, if, if you want to talk to me, you're going to pick up the phone. I'm not going to get a Facebook account just so I can talk with my mother. She has a phone number, for Christ's sake, you know. And uh, That was a long, long, long time ago. But, like, I, that was the first, in, I guess I could say, insult to injury, adding insult to injury uh, with the estrangement of my family. But um, the thing is, is that the fact that that works for some people to me is so puzzling. I, I really can't quite understand it, you know. Yeah. And, it doesn't make sense. But I did do a study on it recently, and I wrote an article in my blog on my website, toddcastshow.com, uh, talking about how people get their dopamine hit uh, from that, and it's very unnatural. So, of course, the whole system's designed to make it so that you are in, you know, invested in it and watching it all the time. Like, it's very important to people. Like you said, you know, it becomes the thing instead of the real thing. And weird it's weird it's like uh i guess in a way it's kind of like um you know walkie-talkie almost you know it's like why would you use a walkie-talkie when you can dial a number you can only talk to people with other walkie-talkies on the walkie-talkie so yeah but you know. cds were awesome oh no couldn't agree more i love cds <laughs> yeah you know cds are cool but you know even these days dude you can't get like a real i mean maybe in the midwest or something but i hooked up my cd and drove around arizona and yeah, it was like all nonsense, dude. No fun truckers. Like, it's, it's yeah. weird, dude. Truckers have their own, I don't know if you've ever experienced this, just a quick aside, but uh, truckers have their own weird form of spam. They like to hold down the microphone and just sing or talk about something and, you know, discuss their beliefs, but it doesn't stop. It just goes on and on. And as you know, with the TV, channel open, no interruption. So, you know, you're just sitting there listening. <laughs> Yeah. Uh, but, you know, it's cool. Once I drove from New York to uh, San Diego, actually, and along the way I was alone on that trip, and along the way I had my CB, and I was in this Oldsmobile station wagon with a U-Haul trailer, and I had my CB antenna on the top. And uh, somewhere along the way, mm, I think it was in western Pennsylvania, um, like there was bad weather up ahead. It was actually right around the time, I don't know if you remember this, but a really bad tornado hit Oklahoma and tore a bunch of stuff apart there. It was like really gnarly and I drove through there like three days after that happened. <laughs> like when they made the movie Twister? Something like that, but it was like some big thing, you know, that happened and I was scared to death because I was young and stuff, but long story short, um, I got on my CB and turning around the channels until I started hearing and there's trucks everywhere because they're driving across country and <laughs> I started listening and uh, sure enough they're talking about me like yeah look at that guy in his gold station wagon with a TV antenna and blah 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 and you know a couple of them were joking around and talking shit but like you know they acknowledged the fact that I had a TV antenna so I thought that was kind of funny so I 
hit the mic a couple times and talked with him. And so this one guy was telling me, hey, there's a real change up ahead and they've changed all the freeways and like it's really crazy to get through. If you'd like, you can convoy with us and you can, you know, get through the whole mess and we'll show you how to get to where you want to be. And I was like, hell yeah. So we met at the truck stop and I bought him a Coke and I got in between the trucks and drove all the way through Illinois with the truck convoy. It was the coolest thing ever. Talking with him on the CV and shit, you know, it, it was awesome. I was just in a little car, but it was like really an interesting experience, you know, and I'd never had anything like that happen before. I thought that was neat. That was a long time ago, dude, like 90s, man. Yeah, that's really cool. Yeah, being out on the open road is always fun. Mm-hmm. Being able to yeah. country yeah. and stuff. Yeah, exactly. Have you gotten to travel much in your ventures as well? Oh, yeah. I've been from here to South Carolina and back all the way up to Bozeman, Montana, and then it's way down to almost Cabo. Pardon me. Yeah, right there. Excuse me. Yeah, I went down the wrong pipe, you know. Mm-hmm. Woo! Uh, so Cabo, San Lucas, um... No, I didn't make it all the way there. I made it to La Paz, which is like in two hours northeast of there. Dude, how could you go that far and not go to Sammy Hagar's famous Cabo Wabo? Yeah, I have a problem with that kind of stuff, so I, I steer clear of those kinds of areas. Like, I like authentic, not authentic jackass. What, you, what, you got a fucking problem with rock stars, man? <laughs> I'm just kidding. Some possibly. Right on. Are you just pissed off that he can't drive 55? I mean, what is it? No, I just, I just, I'm not into the whole scene thing with it comes, yeah, just, I, I can see enough drunk uh, Americans at a bar in Tempe as I can down there, and same kind of, yeah, I'm just not into it. Right on, yeah, and I, I wasn't, you know, trying to be disrespectful, I was just pulling no, your you're... chain, just pulling your chain, so you're a drinker, is that one of the things that you struggle with? Nope, I am Indian, I do not drink. <laughs> no, dude, that's fire water to you guys, you're in yeah, exactly. Once you start drinking, the world ends, right? Yep. Holy shit, the Apache Warpath has suddenly come to life. Exactly. Why I don't drink anymore. I used to drink when I was like right out of high school and in college. But those, you know, you're supposed to, so like. Right on. But yeah. So what, what's your, um, you know, like, I mean, I'm just guessing that you have some sort of a substance thing in the midst of all of these things. It seems like a lot of folks that end up in trouble or whatever, there's a substance involved. Is that the case? Or are you clean? Or like, what's your story? No, there's been substances in the past and stuff. And just what got me in trouble is based uh, bad judgment, bad decisions. I see. Yeah. But I mean, yeah, everybody's got their own vice, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, no, it's cool, yeah, and I don't need to dig any farther into that, that's fine. Um, so are you working to get rid of that? Like, what's going Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm just, like I said, I'm trying to get back on my feet. I'm, uh, tomorrow I'm supposed to go to DES and get all my insurance and all that stuff run up, up and running again, and then I'm going to try to get sober living by the end of tomorrow night. Wow, sober living, no kidding, that's a big step, congratulations, dude. Yeah, yeah I wow. just, I'm, I'm tired of the old, I miss my old days. Right on, day. man. Well, the old days will never be here again, I can tell you that much. Make better new days. Yeah. You know, nothing wrong with that. That's cool, man. So, um, did you look into options for this? I mean, how did you decide that was the right choice for you? That's the only choice, really. Like, I'm basically homeless right now. <laughs> and oh, uh, Really? I'm sorry. That's all right. Like I said, I, I own all my 
problems. Like, there's, I own all the stupidity that brought me to where I'm at right now. It's on me, it's not on nobody else. Like, they're my choices and my actions. How many mistakes do you think you made that led to the destruction of your old life? Um, I don't know. I don't know. It depends on how you see it. It could be just a one-time thing or it could be like a always thing. I don't know. That's cool. That's cool. Like, when did you see it slip away at first? Like, how did you know that, like, oh, my life's going off track. Something ain't right. Like, uh, when, uh, <laughs> yeah, when I, my girlfriend was cheating on me with a guy who I thought I was one of my friends and yeah. I'd given her a 2003 Cadillac DeVille, what? fully loaded with an Star V8. What? Beautiful car, like 10,000 miles, third owner. What? What? Yeah. And then I sold my BMW I had that so I could put the down payment on the house that I got kicked out of a month later. And that's when I thought, you know what, this, this isn't right. <laughs> I see. And was that just bad people or did that have something to do with substances, like drug people? Like what was what was it that made it all fall apart? Was it just shit, the shit people? Yeah. Wow. And me being naive. Hmm. Well, I mean, how would you know, you know, the difference? Exactly. That's the thing, I guess. Maybe that's part of the problem when we get in trouble is we don't know the difference, so we can't really reference and balance ourselves out. Would you say that's a good reason to go get help? Oh, for sure, yeah. Yeah, that's what I'm doing. Like, I'm tired of the being stuck in the mud, basically. I'm tired of just the same old people and the same... It's the same every day. It's not living. It's just... It's just... It's just you know, Surviving, surviving. It's not even like doing anything. Like I like living. I like doing things. I like being out there. I like building stuff. I like, I like living life. I don't like just existing. Absolutely, man. Yeah, the, with no purpose, it's like uh, life is kind of empty, right? Yeah, especially when you have people around you that you're trying to help, and like they're just existing as well. But they, I don't know. It's just weird. It's, a whole weird subculture kind of thing with these people that have issues. Everybody's got issues, but I mean, like, the people that aren't afraid to run with them, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, but you don't want to get around people that, you know, are going to lean on you with their issues too much to get, you know, because you won't be able to deal with your issues, right? Oh, yeah, well, that's, that's what I'm saying. That's why I'm done with all that shit. I'm going, I'm going forward and forward only from here. Right yeah. on, man. Right on, dude. Tomorrow's a new day, right? Yep. Beautiful. So how long have you been uh, homeless? Like, it sounds like, you know, this is all... About a week. Reason. Okay, so did you get out of jail a week ago, or like, what? I don't know. This is the same crazy roommate that I went to jail because of. Oh. And oh. I, everything changed because she said it had and said she was getting better and blah, 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 blah. And then, yep, it just turned out to be a shit show, so... Uh, wait, wait, wait. So let me get this straight. The chick that got you arrested and jailed, you went back to live with her? Again, I say I, I own my own stupidity. <laughs> and I really well, no, 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 I'm not dogging you. I'm just, yeah. I just want to make sure I got it. No, okay. you got it. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, you probably didn't have any place to go. There's nothing wrong with that. I just wanted to make exactly. sure it's so, Exactly so, right. So her behavior was, was not going to change, but she was promising it would, right? Yeah, yeah. I see. And uh, to you, that... That has probably happened more than once, I'd imagine, huh? 
Yeah, like I said, I'm very naive. Like I, I want to trust like the world is square and Disneyland like as I believe it yeah. is in my but it's not even close to that. It's more like Compton or something, you know, and like Goofy's walking through Compton and he gets stabbed and shanked and like <laughs> boy, that would be kinda of fun to watch actually. In a cartoon. In a cartoon. Yeah. Poor Goofy's gonna die tonight. Yeah. Um, you know, hey shit happens, right? Yeah. Um, that's crazy. So good, man. You're on a new track and doing a new thing and just kind of uh, in the midst of change, right? Like, yep. so so other people, like, you know, I've seen my fair share of people around here that, you know, uh, earn the award for, uh, you know, not being motivated. Uh, yes, being addicted to alcohol and drugs and yes, having litters of children and, you know, problems galore. I mean, I've seen a lot of people around here that seem to have those kind of problems and stuff, but I just wonder, like, you know, somebody that's going to do something and you have a plan in place, like, how would you talk to somebody that's stupid still and doesn't get it and they're still doing dumb things? Like, how would you, how would you relate your experience to them in a way that they could get something out of it, you know, so they could stop being an idiot, you know? If I could figure that out, I'd probably be a millionaire somewhere. Mm-hmm. Well, now, like now, now, this is your moment, bro. Everybody's <laughs> listening, so dig deep, man. I, I, I don't get it myself. Like, I don't understand it at all. They all sit and hang out together and then do nothing. And it, it's just, it's mine. It's, it's messed up. Yeah, yeah. And I don't know what it is. Um, I guess it's habit. Maybe the people, you know, generationally have habit that gets passed down. That's, that's what I think is, you know, like the grandpa. Yeah, yeah, like. Yeah. Every generation uh, was an example of that. Or maybe they lost it over the generations. Do you think that could be the case? Or product of their environment or something, you know. There's a lot of, like, single mom stuff and, like, multiple kids with, you know, like, aunt or something, you know, like. There's always something, some breakup in the family that sends everything yeah. to a show. Yeah, 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 it's weird, dude. I, I, I've experienced Sorry, a lot. Of, yeah, yeah, it's like, um, I don't really know how to put it or anything. I feel sorry for some people that I've learned to, you know, you just can't get involved in people, you know, and their weird stuff. It's like, it can be dangerous, but it's also just not your place, you know? Yeah. And yeah, the reason I guess to still hang out with Hope because I would hope. I hope these people can change. I hope they will. I hope this, but I just keep burning myself when I do that. Yeah, so dude, that's... Go away from it and cut, clean, cut and dry and just be done with it and start a new chapter. Right on, man. Yeah, I mean, personally, I'd rather be alone than be around people I'm not comfortable with or don't respect me or whatever. It's like... Yeah, I back in the day, I used to just sit at my grandma's house and build hot rods and stuff and just have fun and not think about people or what they were doing or nothing like... I literally built Volkswagens all the time, and just my buddy had a 2017 bucket, and I had my 51 Plymouth, and wow, just fun times. I just build hot rods and have fun. That's so vicious. Building Volkswagens, like bugs and stuff, or what? And uh, square backs and fast backs and stuff like that. Yeah. Oh, those are so awesome, dude! You can make them go so fast. Like I've seen a couple of really nice ones before. Back yeah, when yeah. They were Back when they were new, you know. <laughs> I remember that. <laughs> oh, back then. Oh, I gotcha. Dude, it was, I remember one guy in particular, a friend of, or my brother's, blah, 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 blah. it was my friend's brother, my little playmate, bicycle riding buddy when I was a kid, and he had a really fishing fastback, dude, or a squareback, I guess, and 
I'm not sure of the difference, to be honest, but I just remember it was so fast and it was lowered and all the coolest 80s stuff that you could ever imagine was all there. It was like really a neat car, man. The electric purple vet and stuff like that, you mean? Well, I guess it's kind of the equivalent of somebody wearing a pair of Varnays, you know what I mean? Like that's all the 80s, like Varnays are equivalent to the 80s. Like this car had the wheels, I don't know what they're called, but they're special wheels that, you know, they have all the little spokes, but they're rounded and kind of, um, you know, uh, aerodynamic. I, I don't know, dude, like you would probably know all about it, but like, I just remember that and the motor being so pretty, you could eat off of it. Like, yeah, yeah. seriously, dude, how do you keep a fucking motor that clean? I just don't get it. Lots of love. I guess, dude. Is it is it really like a constant thing, or is it just a matter of not having any leaks? <laughs> uh, a little bit of both. On a Volkswagen, it's hard not to have a leak, but mm. I mean, you can do a lot and keep them really clean. So, so being like a VW mechanic and stuff, does that mean like you carry around a bunch of rubber bands, or like how do you yeah. deal with them? and some yeah. squirrels? Okay, and squirrels. <laughs> okay, I heard I heard that they can use. Um, uh, what is that animal that, that Richard Gere really likes? Uh, the one that goes in the little tube? Ferret? No, 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 the other little tube. Um, gerbils, gerbils, yeah, gerbils. Oh, part. yeah. <laughs> Making a terrible Richard Gere joke, I don't know. Do Catch now, and just, yeah. just put that together. Yeah. yeah. Just imagine the movie Bruno, all right? No, thank you. Yeah, 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 funny as hell, but it was unfortunately real. <laughs> It's funny because it's true. Yeah, dude, it's it's also pretty sad because it's true, but yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah I, I tend to err on the side of the dark humor. I, I tend to go there. Yeah, you know? I'm a cynic, I, I get it. Mm -hmm. So you see yourself staying in the area, or like, do you think that you'll move on? Like, are you waiting to see what presents itself? Like, how do you see how this is, because obviously you're gonna wanna stay away from the things that you've been exposed to, so maybe it's time for a change. What do you think about that? Like, do you think you might want to go someplace new? Possibly. There's a lot, of, all of my options are open. Doing what I do for a living, I can do it wherever I go. I'm a fabricator and a welder, so I mean, like, there's always jobs. Yeah, yeah, and would you say the only reason you're not working right now is because of some of these choices that you made? Well, yeah, and plus, like, I haven't had a solid stepping point since I got out to help me square everything I really need to to away and I can't with my old friends quote unquote but like I just have to get my platforms set up straight before I can do anything else you know yeah man maybe we can find somebody out there that wants to donate their car to help you because you're going to need a car too right that'd be awesome yeah yeah dude they're out there man there's some really amazing people um, out there and and when I was really struggling and I was unemployed for quite a while, I didn't have wheels and, um, well actually I did thanks to my roommate, like thank God for him and his mom, like I got to drive their Jeep for the longest time and then unfortunately one day her beautiful, brand new, wonderful Mustang got smashed, some asshole smashed into her in Phoenix and there went, my, there went my transportation, but it worked out, like this guy showed up with a van, so I ended up with this cool Aerostar minivan he gave it to me he was going to donate it to someone else and I called just at the right time and he's like hey you know I want to give it to you I feel like God wants me to give it to you and I was like 
so grateful, dude. I can't tell you at the time, especially how many times I drove to the food bank in that car and got food. And like, I mean, without that car, I would have been screwed. Yeah, no, it's weird when blessings show up like that. You don't expect it either. No, and you shouldn't. And that's that's the key. It's like, I think, um, you know, to be optimistic, but to hold on to the fact that kindness does exist in the world. And somehow, you know, you'll be presented with the tools and resources to get where you need to be, you know? Yeah. Whether it comes through a human or some weird set of circumstances, or you just happen to look over your left shoulder at the right time driving by somewhere. Yeah, you know? exactly. I mean, it is pretty crazy, isn't it? <laughs> it's like the weirdest things that happen at the most unforeseen times. Yeah, dude, you're telling me, man. Story of my life, dude. Yeah. That makes life interesting, though. See, that to me, that's motivation to want to keep living, right? Like, Correct. I mean, that's kind of what Always is new and what else can happen. Yeah, yeah. It creates kind of an adventure out of what would otherwise be a pain in the ass. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> but sometimes an adventure does involve a little pain in the ass, and that's okay. You know, I think that's what marriage is all about. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I haven't crossed that bridge, so... No, me neither, dude, me neither. I would do it, for sure. Like, if I found the right woman, I would be very happy to spend the rest of my life with her. But, you know, oh, boy. Yeah, like, uh, where is she? I don't know, you know. Yeah. It's, uh, she doesn't live in Mayer, I can tell you that. I haven't been door-to-door -door yet, but I really should have taken advantage of my opportunity as a census worker. <laughs> I'm going to say you're probably guessing correct. That oh, that's so funny, yeah. Here. Yeah, everybody here is already knocked up, knocked out, or knocked over. Yeah. <laughs> uh, that's cool, you know. Shit happens. I mean, it is what it is. I think people trade off things in their lives for other things. And I guess yeah. a little, little boredom. Yeah, a little boredom is better than getting beat down in the New York City subway by some freak that doesn't like white people, you know. Like, or whatever it is like but yeah there's a lot of crazy stuff going on out there in the world these days it's been changing a lot wouldn't you say i sure would yeah it's not for the best either in my opinion but yeah and what do you think is the biggest change that's been happening over the last you know five or ten years uh it all boils to me down again to uh social media and stuff like it's a it's taking over because like i said everybody that has that fake world that they live in is crossing over into the real world because they're making it happen and therefore they think they can do whatever they want and there's going to be consequences so the world is just starting to fall apart slowly because everybody thinks they can run and do whatever they want because they'll post it on social media and everything will be okay like to me i think it's just all make-believe that's how i see it like the whole thing is make-believe all of social media is fake like i, I don't see that's real people true, but like to the kids man like that's that's their life that's their everything that's their 24 7 360. that's how some of these kids are becoming millionaires and stuff at 18 19 years old because of the social media stuff like it's a real thing yeah it is it is um but they're not following the right path with it that's the thing it's like you know no, but there's enough room to have that have shown like little stars that everybody wanted to do it and so now that everybody's selling their souls to do whatever they have to to do it it's, it's ridiculous well there is one part of it that i am awfully curious about quite often and that's what i call the idiot generation and uh you know these idiot videos like people just doing the stupidest things illegal things and 
otherwise, you know, offensive things. I mean, I'm all about pranks and I like fart videos and stuff like that. Like I'm a kook, but you know, there's some people out there that do things like to disrupt the police and, you know, cause problems with people that make them genuinely angry. And it kind of goes outside the lane of a funny prank. It's a little bit more than that. You know what I mean? Like, that's what I don't like. Like, that's the part. Nobody's of being held accountable for their actions. Everybody gets, like I said, gets run wild and posts a video and everything's fine because it's on social media. Yeah. And like, nobody has to take an ass beating anymore like they should. Yeah, and that, that's actually what I was going to say, actually. It's a lack of accountability. You hit it right on the head, man. Yeah. Yeah, it's weird to me. Like, um, you're a car guy and stuff. You've probably done a few burnouts in your time. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, but what do you think of these street takeovers that people do, man? You know what a street takeover is, probably. Yeah, yeah, yeah. A sideshow? Yeah, it's pretty cool. I like it. I'm retarded, though. I'm old school like that. Like, I, that's not mischievous. Unless, like, there's... Somebody gets hit or something, you know, but like if it's done properly, like I'm all for street racing too. Like that's just me though. Like, yeah, cringe at it, but like it's idiots that are messing up and making the accidents happen. It's those people, the people that don't need to be there in the first place. Yeah. The people, again, that saw something on social media, so they thought they'd run out there and try it themselves mm-hmm. and end up taking out a family or something. Well, that, that I'm not, a, that I'm not for by any means. Those right. idiots stay home and just play with their little Honda Civics in their driveways. I w- I'm with you all the way, man. And what I was thinking in my mind was the people that shoot guns and shit, like in, in that whole context. Like, you know, that's all ignorant. That is all just asinine. Like, yeah. Burnout's yeah. burnout. And that's America, man. Yeah. Yeah, totally, totally. Some of it's getting really, really disruptive, though, in certain cities like L.A. and, um, you know, I'm sure other places, but L.A. is the one that comes to mind. I mean, they shut down mm. entire areas. There's some bridge somewhere. I remember seeing it on YouTube, but there's a bridge. They had to close down because yeah, these, yeah. People, these people were doing donuts on it. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Well, I mean, what do you, there's cars coming from the factory with 1,000 horsepower nowadays and stuff. I think it's awesome. Yeah, yeah. yeah. No, I can dig it. And from a car perspective, I, I totally appreciate and respect it. But from a societal perspective... Yeah, that's where I step into the darkness on the societal part of things because, like, as a hot rodder, you know, we've I've broken some rules, you know. Yeah, I understand. Only not done posted speed limits in certain areas at certain times. Oh, of course. Yeah, that's part of it. Never, ever man. driven a Evo 8 through downtown Safford at 136 miles an hour. Never in my life. Wow, dude. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> That'll do it. That'll do it, dude. Jesus Christ. What's the fastest you've ever been on four wheels? And four wheels, 163. Jesus Christ! And have you ever? Are you a motorcycle guy too, or just cars? Yeah, I've, I've dabbled. I like Harley's and stuff. I'm Harley, Yamaha, and BMW certified through NMI. But uh, the fastest I've done on a crowd rocket. My buddy just got a brand new thousand R Honda CBR thousand R or whatever it was called. But it yeah. uh, had a tuner and it had a pipe and it had a computer flash on it. So it was, it was peppier than stock. And the 303 was not finished all the way yet, and we went out there one night, and I said, hey, can I try riding it once? I want to go flat out. Huh. If I don't die, I'll never ride one again. And I asked God, I said, hey, man, just don't kill me. Wow. And if you let me live, I'll never jump on one of these things ever again. And I got to go 183. Jesus, really? Yep. And that wow. was hauling ass. Like, that was, I could have gone a little bit more, but that's where I stopped. Like, 183 was it. And I've never jumped on a crash rocket ever since. And so I'm guessing you're all scrunched down, like that's yeah, yeah, you know, like like a monkey in a football. Yeah. Wow, dude, that's nuts, man. 
That is nuts. So did you lift up? I mean, going that fast. I mean... Yeah, yeah. When I started to slow down, I just naturally sat up because, you know, I was done tucking in. And uh, <laughs> I almost got ripped off the bike because I forgot, like, at 140, it's still a lot of yeah. wind resistance against the upper body. Holy crap, dude. So you would have become a kite. Like, yeah, kind of you know, like a... Yeah. Jesus Christ, man. Oh, I'm glad that worked out. <laughs> yeah, I've never ridden one since then. I've ridden Harleys and stuff, but never never another crowd rocket again. That's cool, man. So, uh, <coughs> how about this? <coughs> so, we'll wrap up here in just a few minutes. And uh, basically, what I was curious about is um, what, what would you tell yourself? Because, honestly, this show is recorded. It'll be here forever unless I for some reason, stop paying the hosting bill, but one day I'll pay it a few years in advance, so it's always there, but um, you'll have a way to get back to this, and you're going through some really significant changes. What would you say to yourself to keep you out of trouble the next time you think about doing something that might lead you back down the path that you have been on? Don't be stupid. <laughs> is, it, is it really that easy, though? Yep, it's really that simple, because like I said, I own the, the, the mistakes I've made, and the choices I've made, and I've had more than enough time to think about it for the last four months while sitting in jail, and just my choices and my, just me being stupid, period. Like, that's the gist of it. Like, it was nobody else's fault. There was no, I can't put it on a crutch or some substance or anything like that. It was me and my choices, mm -hmm. and yeah, I fucked up. I fell down. So, so when, you say, when you say stupid, what does that mean? Oh man, it could be a million things, but just, just straight up, like, don't be stupid. Like, right is right, wrong is wrong. And I forgot about that for a little bit. Okay, so for yourself, at least, you know what right is and what wrong is. And you yeah, yeah. Everybody knows what right and wrong is. They just choose to do whatever they want. Right on, man. And and aside from yourself, like other people that might be, you know, out there, they get to hear this and maybe they're not doing the right things in, in the life that they're living and they don't know that, like, it could be better. And uh, clearly you see that things can get better, so you want to improve things, so you're going to fix that. What would you say to the other people that are out there that might struggle and think, man, there's no other way, you know, and this is just how it is, and I got to live like this, you know, is it possible for them to change, and how would they begin thinking about how to improve their own lives? The biggest and foremost point I have to make on this is it's a choice. They have to want to. And those that want to will find ways. Don't give up. Help is out there. You just want have to want it. And how hard do you really want it? Yeah. That's all there is to it. Like anybody could stop anything they wanted to right now, as long as they made the choice to stop, evaluate everything, and move forward as a positive influence in life, not just whatever makes you happy. Yeah, and not just stop doing things, but start doing the right things, right? Yeah, yeah, stop hanging out with those people. You know what it is. It's a, it, it, it boils down to everybody knows what their problem is. They just don't like admitting it because then that means they have to open up emotionally and stuff. But my big thing is just be true to yourself and if you really want it, you'll go for it and go all the way and don't stop. Yeah, man, so goals are achievable. It's really just a matter of making the right choices and staying on your path of whatever. How much willpower you have, yeah. Right on, man. Right on. So tell me what your life looks like next year and five years from now. Next year, I can't even see that far. Like, I have no idea. But five years, hopefully I'll be running my shop again and everything will be back to where it was six years ago. Wow. 
Right on. And then how are you going to um, make that all happen? Time to put my boots on and go to work. Ah, that's cool. So you're going to start working for somebody else or are you going to try to get your own stuff together and get financing and just go all the way right up from the get-go? Or what's I roll with because I have everything happens organically or naturally for me. Like it, I've been blessed in many ways like that. Like something will just happen where I'm ushered the way I need to be in most cases. And uh, doors open and doors close and... I happen to seem to walk right through the right ones most of the time, so. Cool, dude. So right now you're kind of like a leaf in a river and you're going to just flow with it, right? Yep. I'm agreeing with Yeah, ain't it the truth? Aren't we all, though? Yep. That's cool, man. Right on, dude. Anything else you might like to add? No, not really. Just, like I said, if you're a dude out there listening to this, just think. Be a man. Say what you mean, mean what you say. Don't lie, don't cheat, don't steal. Right is right, is wrong is wrong. Yeah, man. And if you don't know the difference, you better get your shit together and learn it, right? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, man. Everybody should know that. Yep. Mm-hmm. That's beautiful, dude. Well, right on. I really will. I can't tell you, dude. I just want to wish you the best of luck. And, like, I really hope that things go the way you want and that you don't give up and, you know, in the process of whatever you're going to go through here and your changes that you find the path you're looking for and it all kind of works out dude like you're right man so you've got great attitude towards it i'm really uh humbled by the fact that you're able to approach all this with such seeming ease you don't seem very bothered by any of this no you can't let stuff weigh you down like forward movement that's all that matters right on man one step at a time right yep very very cool that sounds really really great dude Excellent. Well, I really appreciate you being on the show today. And well, thank go you. Ahead. Oh, my pleasure, dude. I can't tell you what it means to have a story like yours. I I look forward to every new episode myself because I never know what I'm going to get. But every time it's so interesting to hear what people really, truly experience and to learn their lessons. So I just want to thank you for sharing that today because that's what it's all about, man. And uh, hopefully you'll help someone else as well as yourself. Yep. Well, thank you very much. Oh, you're so welcome. And don't go away. Thank you for tuning into the Toddcast Show. If you found today's episode helpful and meaningful, don't forget to subscribe so you don't miss out on what's next. Remember that the Toddcast Show is all about community and connection, so follow the podcast on your preferred social platform to keep updated on everything I have in store. Check out ToddCastShow.com to find out more. Be sure to tell your friends and family about the Toddcast Show so the podcast family can continue to grow and share on an international level. Thank you for tuning in today. I hope you enjoyed the show and we'll see you on the next episode.
Thank you.